Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell on the eve of the Thanksgiving Day, SBS. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I was just uh, at the grocery store, you know, looking on the end caps for whipped cream. You got to, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's not going to be in the normal dairy section. You got to go find it somewhere else, you know. So do you buy it like the the type that people do whippets with? I mean, you you buy it in the the kind of the bottle is, thing? Is that, is that, is that <laughs> when you uh, put it up your nose or something? It's I, I'm not sure how to do a whippet, but I know that that's what you do whippets with. It's, uh, you get yes, like it's, high off the whipped mm-hmm. cream kind of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we do not buy re- ready whip is what I think you're thinking about. We are old school. And actually, I should say not even Amelia. Amelia is our dessert baker. She loves to do that. Mm. So yeah, so we do it in the, you know, I don't even know what you add to it. You buy the heavy whipping cream and then you add what? We just add a little bit of vanilla and a and a tiny dash of sugar. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's Mm -hmm. what you do, and then you put it in the thing, and it's beautiful. Yes, the mixer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh So that's what we do. What about you? Are you guys a ready whip family, or more? Are you a more old school? Well, I don't like pumpkin pie, so I I don't need any whipped cream for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, Um, okay. Not even do you put whipped cream on anything else, like on top of your frappuccino or something. (laughs) No. Uh, I mean, when I make whipped cream, I, I certainly am all about, I, I make it from, from scratch. It's kind of know. fun to make it from scratch, isn't it? Like when you well, see it, is. it, like go from I liquid mean, to solid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is. It's like a science experiment. It's like, you know, when you make a meringue, I think that's pretty fascinating too. Yeah. 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 So no, you know me, I'm very anti-holiday. So I have, I have nothing. It just means that the stores are too crowded and... I get grumpy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Speaking of, I know we're going to talk about your back in a second, but speaking of, okay, little PSA to myself really and anyone else. I went to Costco at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. I don't know what I was thinking. Like my mom is always like, you know, get to the store first thing, right? Like that's definitely like the MO of my childhood. Like get there before anyone else gets there, you know? And like we'd be walking up and down the aisles at like 7.30 at Erickson's grocery store in Long Lake, Minnesota. But Costco, 10 o'clock, not so early. I mean, a line (laughs) out the door, out the door. And you're just like everyone with their huge carts. And oh my God, And I I just got so judgy and mean. And I was just, uh, I was was talking to Kathy who, you know, works for us. And she was like, yeah, I don't like the person I become when I go to Costco. And I was like, yeah, I was definitely in that mindset because holy cow, everyone and their mothers, like, you know, with those massive carts, like. I've got a turkey. Oh, I got to turn around and get my potatoes. I got to go do this and that. And that's just like, oh, no rhyme or reason. And then down the whole middle of the store, because everyone was in line to get in, was, of course, everyone was in line to get out, right? Right. So, like, I mean, it was, like, down, it was backed up to, like, the dog food aisle, which, I mean, I know every Costco store is different, but it was backed up. Oh my goodness. So if I had book group last night and somehow the topic of grocery shopping came up and somebody was like, oh yeah, there's no way I'm going to Costco for like the next month. I said, oh yeah, my husband went to Costco on Saturday and they looked at me like I had said that my husband had walked naked down the street. They were like, your husband (laughs) went to Costco on Saturday? (laughs) I was thinking church. People are going to be at church, but no. And then then I also realized the Vikings, or not the Vikings, well, they actually we were playing the Vikings. So it's the Broncos and the Vikings were mm. playing later that day. So, oh, um, so everyone's, you know, getting in before the big game. So mm-hmm. anyway. Oh my God. So you needed to shop during the big game. Yeah. Well, that's just too much planning. I didn't, <laughs> I just, 
I was going early. I was just going with my my childhood influence. So anyway, so what's going on with you? Are you having problems with your back again? No, the exact opposite, Timothy. Oh, I, sweet. Oh my goodness. Yes. So as a refresher, I had two bulging discs that kicked in in February of 2022. And I mean, a year ago right now, I had a really bad flare up and Oh my goodness. So, you know, I still see the PT though, and I still do my physical therapy exercises. You know, I am very yeah. <laughs> uh, rigorous and studious with them, very diligent. Yeah. And so I was seeing Amy, my beloved PT, and I forget how it came up, but I said something like, I said, so Amy, oh, she was showing me some new exercises. And in my mind, I'm just hearing like, okay, that's another 10 minutes of my PT. Like how much earlier do I have to be getting up? And I said, so Amy, you know, I do about 20 or 30 minutes of PT every morning. She's like, oh yeah, you don't need to be doing all that anymore. I'm like, what? She goes, oh yeah, that's in the past. You're, you're all better now. I was like, what? Like, oh, and I, I, I mean, it was a Christmas she, miracle. <laughs> I mean, she really had to tell me numerous times. Like, no. Wow. And I'm like, really, it's not going to come back. She's like, Sarah. And she kind of, you know, does this whole demonstration of like, you know, explaining how it works and kind of doing a visual with her hands. She's like, no, if we were able to take an MRI of your spine, it would look normal now. And, and I, I did a good job. I didn't start crying when she said it. So awesome. I, I was just like, wow. So, but now, now the fun continues because she has me doing some seriously hard core exercises and it's um as in hard for your core or hardcore or both challenging <laughs> they're ch- challenging okay, okay. they are challenging right, okay. so a lot of crawls and oh, like bear crawl oh my yeah, god but, Those, but that very hard but very but i mean the bear crawls that i used to do at the gym i mean my knees were so much higher than they were supposed to be i mean these are it actually hurts my feet to bend so much because I am lifting my knees so little that mm-hmm. there's not much space that I'm getting. And then to, you know, like lift one arm or leg and do knee taps, like get in the position and then tap one knee down and, and um, do leg extensions and actually crawl across the floor. Part of it was because my goodness, there's just, we just have no open space in our house where I can, I, I now have a really big physio ball and, but it's hard to find enough open space in the house to being 5'11". I know that seems to short to you, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> to, to do these kind of walkout things that she has me doing. I'm just yeah. like, I'm running into stuff. And yeah, so yeah. she was like, you can do these in a hotel room. You can do them in a small room. You know, these are yours to take with you and do. And so I was like, you know, Miss Diligent, I was like, so I should be doing these every day? She's like, no, these are really challenging. You should be doing these three times a week. And she said, and just do other exercises if they feel good and it feels like your body needs them. But otherwise these three times a week. Oh, you're released, like, Sarah. What are you going to do with all that extra time? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm going to have to go back to meditating and doing calm, you know, or something. Yeah, I don't know. There you go. There wow. You go. Yeah. I, yeah, I hear you. I hear you on the space thing. I mean, because my, so basically a yoga mat is like, I mean, I fit on a yoga mat, but mm-hmm. like, downward dog, but that's, I pretty much take up the whole mat. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I exercise in my little gym basement, basement gym. Um, mm-hmm. and it's not a big room by any stretch. And so I think the rug is, it's not eight by 10. What's the next one down? Five by, Five seven? by eight. 
five by eight. Yeah, it's five (laughs) by eight. So it's eight feet long. So I mean, I basically like walk forward, walk back, or, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's, that's my runway for doing stuff like that. So if Mm -hmm. I'm doing bear crawl, I'll walk, you know, forward, I'll crawl forward, and then I'll crawl back, you know, Mm -hmm. crawl backwards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's hard. I mean, but I love, but I love it because it's so effective. Oh, so effective. Oh my goodness. You know, I mean, talking about like, aging gracefully like you you've got to put your body in positions that Mm -hmm. are not sitting or standing or running or walking and that's Mm -hmm. what most of us spend our most of our day doing right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah and I hear you on the toes thing that's one thing that we do gosh I think in fall into fit yeah it was fall into fitness we did that you Mm -hmm. go from downward dog Mm -hmm. into a bear crawl position so you pull your Mm -hmm. arms just a little walk your hands a little bit closer to your feet than Mm -hmm. you normally would in downward dog and then Mm -hmm. when you get into that bear crawl position if you have if your feet are barefoot you know Mm -hmm. you really what you want to do is almost bend your toes like 90 degrees which is hard yeah yeah it's painful painful, but it's very good like again Mm -hmm. like we got to keep things well oiled <laughs> yeah. things moving you know so oh my gosh and the great thing is about these exercises though is i mean they were so challenging and so i would do four and then she'd say okay rest and i'm like really i don't have to do 10 of these she's like oh it's gonna take you a long time to build up to 10 i yeah. was like okay uh, awesome and i mean i mean i'm sweating doing these things oh yeah 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 totally mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. it's not it's not clamshells or you know whatever <laughs> like not. like swings or whatever you were doing before yeah yeah <laughs> right that's funny. she did say clamshells was one of the things she's like you know you can do those every day that's fine and i was like okay uh, so, yeah, yeah. um, it's pretty much, I, I do a couple things that I remember that day and yeah. from day to day. Oh yeah, there's that one. I'll do that one today instead. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's a little menu, a little PT menu. And obviously yeah. you can't go wrong keeping doing it if that feels good, you know, right. Right. Both mentally right. and physically, if it, if it mm-hmm. mentally keeps you in the right space, like I am healed, like awesome. It does you know? it, because to not do anything would feel negligent at this point in my recovery. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. see that with you. Yeah. You mm-hmm. want to be proactive. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know me well. You know me well. All right. Well, this call is from Christina, who's contemplating a hilly half marathon. Hi, this is Christina calling from Cleveland, Ohio. And my question is uh, looking forward to a race I signed up to do in the early spring. It's a half marathon, and uh, the race description describes it as hilly. It's uh, up and down, but there is one really big hill that's at least a mile long, and I don't expect to PR or race up the hill, but I want to make sure I'm prepared so I feel good. So I'm wondering how often I should run hills during training, like once a week. I do have one access to one nearby that's really tight. And then what's the alternative for treadmill options or indoor once it gets cold through the winter? Um, just curious about best practices for preparing for a really big hill or rolling hill during a half marathon. Thanks so much. Love the podcast. So, Christina, way to look ahead and plan. As Taylor Swift reminds us, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I don't think Taylor Swift was probably the first one to say that. She was not. <laughs> she was not. But is it is it one of her lyrics? It is. Yes. Oh, from okay. yeah. All right. All right. But I like it. I like it. It's a good. It's it's the truth. You know, Taylor speaks the truth. Just in you know very. Uh, uh, what's the word? What kind of tone does she have, Sarah? Melodic, Lewis, Lewis, beautiful, melodic, mm-hmm. beautiful, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and sparkles. <laughs> 
Well, so listening to Christina's questions, I was reminded of so many hilly races I've run. Some I have failed to train properly for, like the one you were with uh, there, Dimity, the <laughs> Nike Women's Marathon in notoriously hilly San Francisco, when I missed my time goal by 10 minutes, or the Big Sur Marathon, which still stands as the race I'm most proud of because of how I crushed the hills, including one that really, Christina's called, really called to mind. There's a, in Big Sur Marathon, there's a two-mile-long uh, climb called Hurricane Point, I think it is, that's uh, near the midway point. So, Coach Dimity, what's your advice for Christina? I mean, obviously, not obviously, but most importantly, you've got to practice. You know, you got to practice what you're going to do, which is climb hills. Does so, she have one hill nearby? Is that what we're on? She's from Ohio. From mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So just one hill is what we have. Is that is that what we're working with? I got that sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. So Christina, you're going to get to know that hill very well, first <laughs> yes. of all. So hill repeats on that. Um, and I, you know, it depends upon how long that is. I mean, if that is a 60 second hill, that's great. I mean, you know, if that's really your truly your only hill that you have, you know, you can do hill repeats on that, but we're going to have to find some longer stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and longer stuff can be a stadium. Stadium stairs are really mm-hmm. good to do. Sometimes you could go to like a high school or a college or um I don't know, some some places like I mean, I'm not sure how Ohio is. I know like in California and other places, like they have outdoor stairs. Seattle, right, Sarah? Mm-hmm. You climb yes. hills in Seattle. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's one option. And then uh the other option, of course, or you can also go to a hotel or inside a parking garage. Um mm. That also works if you can kind of stand the fumes and do it on a, you know, on a Sunday morning when you're not at Costco. (laughs) Everyone else is at Costco and no one's in the parking garage. You don't want to. Right. So on the, on the ramp, you're saying on the ramp. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Or, or the stairs, I guess, depending upon um, how that feels. Um, Mm -hmm. but then the treadmill obviously is going to be a good friend for her, especially with that mile long hill. And, and it's not that. You have to practice exactly like how you're going to run that hill, you know, that mile long hill, but it's more that you're going to get, I mean, we talk a lot about how, how hills are both strength and speed in one. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they build both, right? So, you know, you may actually PR if you prepare well for this, Mm. you know, I would have at least once a week spending some time doing hills, whether that looks like, you know, 60 seconds on that hill that I'm imagining is 60 seconds by your Mm -hmm. house, Mm -hmm. whether it's doing mile long repeats at, you know, a four to 6% incline. And it's okay if you slow down on the treadmill, it's okay. Like say she's a 10 minute mile runner Mm -hmm. and she puts it up to 6% and she's running now a 12 minute mile. Like that is okay. We want to, more than anything with hills, you want to be able to stay steady. You don't want to you know, kill it for the first half and then be like, peter out for the second half. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if and that feels like, sorry, go ahead, Sarah. Oh, I was going to say, you, you know, you saying about the four to 6% grade, you're, I know you were talking on a treadmill, but I have to say that when I was training for Boston the second time around, there were workouts that I was supposed to do on a like two to 4% grade. And mm-hmm. so sometimes hills don't need to be the, you know, kind of what a child would draw, that that, oh, that it can sure, be sure. certainly a lot more sly. I mean, you talk about false flats. In uh, one of our books, you talk about false flats. You have a nice essay about that. But so that something that on a good day when you're just out for a regular run, you barely even notice. And then on days where you're a little bit tired or whatever, you're like, huh, I, I don't ever remember it being an incline from, you know, 18th to, you know, 26th Avenue, but it sure is. 
Yeah, and so that sure. you can you can get kind of sneak it in. It doesn't have to be the obvious choice of that one hill. Yeah, where it's like it's a it's that a straight forty five degree angle. Like mm-hmm. if you're drawing it, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Like ninety is straight up and forty five. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and on the treadmill, like you know, so six percent. I mean that that's definitely the most aggressive. I would go yeah. with running. Mm-hmm. I would say more like four percent for a mile, but you mm-hmm. could do ones that are a little bit shorter and steeper. Like you could do you know quarter mile hill repeats or tenth of a mile hill repeats at six percent. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is that that, you know, a mile is a long time to be climbing. So <laughs> if you, again, like what we're looking for is steady. So if you go 12, you know, a 12 minute mile, if you need to like slow it down to a fast walk, a fast hike, you know, as you train, awesome. Let's do that. Um, the other thing is strength training. Like you mm. do need to be strong to climb hills. You cannot mm-hmm. go wrong doing things for your lower body, squats, Mm -hmm. lunges, glute bridges, deadlifts, anything that builds that lower body strength. I mean, you want all, you know, total body strength really, but you know, don't shy away from strength training at the cost of more running. I would Mm -hmm. say definitely do strength training at least twice a week and one dedicated hill workout once a week. And again, you might surprise yourself because what goes up has to come down and you're going to come down pretty fast. Mm -hmm. Um, So so yeah, that's what I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Christina, good luck in that spring race and, and remind yourself that it's early spring, as you said in your message, but you know, you got a lot of time, so you have a good runway for the training for this. We're going to take a quick break to hear from the brands that allow us to bring you this free content. Please show your support. We'll be back soon with more questions and answers. Okay, here's Amanda asking about ouch butt crack chafing. Hi, I'm Amanda calling from Wisconsin, and I have a question that uh, this is my safe place to ask. I end up chafing a lot in my butt crack on long runs, and I'm just not sure how to prevent it. Um, I'm wearing uh, moisture wicking brief style underwear and also Under Armour style tight pants. And it just seems like regardless of the pants I wear or the temperature outside, this is an issue I've just been dealing with on long run. So I'm hoping you can maybe give me some advice. I'd be happy to purchase a recommended product if it would help. So thank you. Thanks for all you do. Thanks for being so inclusive. And thanks for being my safe place on the Internet and in my ears. So, Amanda, thank you for placing your trust in us and for feeling safe in us in asking this delicate question. We are here to be safe for all the butt crack chafing. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm glad, honestly, because this is the kind of stuff that, you know, it hurts a lot and it makes you just feel bitter by the end of the run. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it, it can cascade for sure. <laughs> and then the days after, yeah, this is oh not a gosh. problem yeah, that stops yeah. as soon as you get no, back. Yeah, like no washing your, no, like washing your hair in the shower. You're going to have to face forward and you're flipping it over your head and it hurts, you know. Yes. So this is a question I wanted to crowdsource solutions to. So I posted it on the Another Mother Runner Facebook page for our TMI Tuesday update. And I will link to that in the show notes. And 41 women chimed in with advice and empathy. So Dim, I say let you and I take turns reading some of the responses. Okay. Um, So Trish is chiming in from Southwest Florida. And she says that she's soaked by sweat in the first mile. Um, So she agrees with the other comments, which was diaper ointment. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't usually rub off easily. And so, she, and she usually has a small tube of Aquaphor in her run pack for those moments. Mm-hmm. And let me just do a little PSA here. Um, I found the other day I was looking for Aquaphor because 
I've been coming off of just like being sick and uh, my lips get really chapped and your mm-hmm. nose, you're blowing it a ton. And you're, I'm just like, I need something besides Vaseline that feels mm-hmm. like it's gone <laughs> within a second. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for Aquaphor and I couldn't find any of the straight up stuff. So they have like diaper ointment Aquaphor. I didn't oh. know that. Um, oh. I found that in next to the formula <laughs> and, <laughs> and the pacifiers. An aisle you um, haven't been in in a while. Uh-huh. Exactly. And I stuck it up my nose and on my lips and it was just fine. So. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. So yeah, so that is, it's intriguing that those two products that Trish recommends then are, are married into one. So then Dawn, she says she swears by Monistat Care Chafing Relief Powder Gel, which is a mouthful of a product name. And uh, she says uh, she uses it between her inner thighs and around her bra line and as well. And it's easily gotten her through five hour runs. She says she's tried so many things that they sell, especially for running. And she's tried diaper cream. And this is by far her favorite. Peggy was one of several women who recommended stick deodorant. She wrote, it's the best anti-chafing I can find. Apply heavily. So mm-hmm. Dove or whatever um, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. use. Yeah. Yeah. So, and there are so many different anti-chafing products from Body Glide to Squirrel's Nut Butter, Butt Paste, and Chamois Butter, both aptly named in this case. So, and this testimonial from Brittany, though, really speaks volumes. She says, two toms is amazing. I did a 20, sorry, I did a 48-hour race in Georgia heat in July and zero chafing after 108 miles. So if that's not a testimonial that needs to go on two Tom's <laughs> websites, I don't know what is. There you go, for sure, for yeah, sure. Wow, forty-eight uh, hour race. Wow. Okay. Forty and one hundred eight miles. That's mm-hmm. pretty impressive as well. So again, we're going to come back to the Aquaphor. So obviously, after you have that issue, you're going to want to like coat up to let it heal and also just to give it protection from your jeans or your undies or whatever you're wearing. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, Aquaphor or diaper cream are the kind of the two things that people recommend to kind of give it that, uh, that healing thing, maybe even a bandaid. I don't even know, depending on (laughs) how far down the crack it is. If it's at the top, you can bandaid it up. Bandaid, oh my goodness. (laughs) Well, because honestly, because here, I mean, again, it depends upon where you live, but Mm -hmm. like, in Colorado, like things dry so quickly that like you almost have to, unless you like want to apply it like every hour on the hour, you know, <laughs> like you need to like give it a little like, you know, a little dome over it to help it heal. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love the idea of someone setting an alarm and then someone hearing it. Oh, what's your <laughs> alarm for? Oh, I need to go put more product on my butt crack chafing. <laughs> oh just my butt crap (laughs) right so so and then this is important um if you do end up using a stick-like product for the area that we're talking about it is key to follow the advice that several gals shared including mary which is to have a dedicated tube of it you do not want to um cross-contaminate the lube you're using around your bra line or your feet with one that you use on your bum there you go. Or your armpits for that matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and oh, yes, definitely. Yes. And also if you happen to maybe share, you know, like if one of your teens like grabs your deodorant or something like you do not want. Yeah. That just gets a whole lot of cross. Oh, you know what? If teens are feeling a little spicy and they grab the long one, like I'm okay with that. Like if they're talking, like, I mean, I'm meaning that. Learn like, a lesson. Yeah. Well, meaning like, you know, that's, it's, it's Teenagers aren't always the nicest to the parents. So, you know, if they take it by accident, lesson learned on their part. All right. Well, Amanda, we hope you can figure out a solution to this and anyone else who suffers from the same dilemma. All right. And this is Maureen who's wondering about an aspect of my training. 
Hi, this is Maureen from Chicago. I am a longtime listener and I think a three-time caller at this point. I have a question for Sarah. What is happening with your quest to be able to complete a cartwheel? I have never been able to do one myself, and I really was enjoying seeing kind of how you were approaching this challenge. Would love to hear how it's going. Thank you. Bye. And Maureen, thank you for your call. I'm touched you remembered my pursuit. Uh, it's been in my mind as well, but I wasn't going to bring it up so, unless you, <laughs> unless you, uh, you know, saw something on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I let it drop in my training uh, because my occasional podcast co-host on the Friday show, Brittany, and who was my trainer, ended up giving birth about six weeks early. She had her baby in April instead of at the end of. May. So gosh, it might've even been eight weeks early. And so Brittany then retired from training private clients. So, you know, that was really kind of me and Brittany's thing to be working on. And it was just, I, as I said back then, it was something that I just randomly got inspired to do when I saw um, Claire Danes do one. In a, I forget what the TV show was. And I don't know, it just wasn't, it, it didn't stick with me as a burning desire to do. Not feeling that spark anymore. I am not. And it was super challenging. And I really don't know that that was ever something I was going to be able to accomplish. Like it was, there's oh, a I lot of me to flip upside down. Yeah. Just I think you could have. I think you could have. I, I think I mm. believe in you, Sarah. I think you could have, <laughs> but, but you have to want to do it. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. cause it's not like it's like a, a something you're like, okay, well, I'll clean up my desk because that will make my day easier tomorrow. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, like it's like, here's a task that I've got to work on just for the pure joy of working on it. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so that you didn't, you weren't feeling that, which I get. I mean, I totally, and especially, I mean, your back seems awesome right now. You know, I loved back in my imaginary, back when I was going to the grocery store at 730 in the morning with my mom, <laughs> I used to have a um, pretend cartwheel school on our front lawn and I did cartwheels <laughs> like... God, I probably did a, I don't know how many I did a day, a hundred, 150. I don't know. Like, you know, I was, you know, teaching my imaginary students how to do cartwheels because why wouldn't you, right? <laughs> Tiffany, I love this so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. You can ask my mom. I was out there talking to them. I was, I, I, but, I, I but specifically it wasn't gymnastics. It was a cartwheel school. Well, that's the only, that's the only skill I had really. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I could do a somersault frontward, backward. I could do a handspring Kind of, which is basically like wow. a real, but you land on, well, you just land on two feet. Yeah, you know, round off. Of, mm -hmm. Yeah, I could do a round off. That's what I could do. Wow, look at you, Dimity. That's amazing. Well, don't ask me to do it now. I mean, but yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yes, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, I, I mean, I could probably do one. I could probably whip one off on the beach if I wanted to, and then I would pay the price. So, um, yeah. Well, well, the, you've, you've hit on something, which is that there was a part of me that also thought, huh. I'm showing gradual improvement in my recovery from the back thing, from the bulging discs. Yeah. And do I really want to tempt fate by trying something that, you know, it's not even, I don't even want to call it a party trick because I'm not going to do it in someone's living room, for goodness sakes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here, hold my drink. I'm going to whip out a <laughs> cartwheel. You know, maybe at uh, one of our retreats if we had a nice lawn or the beach or something. But Oh, no, I just think also, you know, the older you get, the more you realize accidents happen oh, in the blink of an eye. 
Well, you, yes, accidents, and especially, I mean, accidents happen when you're like walking off of a sidewalk lip, like let alone mm-hmm. trying to do a cartwheel. Right. You know? And then that's so embarrassing to, oh, yeah, oh, here, yeah, I mean, I, this, this is coming from a person who fractured her ankle in four places going on a giant slide. Okay. As my neighbor often reminds me, oh, Sarah, that was so funny how you did that. Uh huh. Yeah. Real laugh riot there. And so, so, you know, just, I was not going to see a setback. And, and also, I just adore Brittany and we always had so much fun training together. She pushed me really hard. She knew me really well, both physically for what I was capable of doing and also kind of what my mind was doing as I was doing it. And so it was something I really felt like it was our pursuit together. It was a team thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not fun to do solo. Yeah. Yeah. So when, so I did switch to, uh, um, when Brittany stopped working with private clients, I did work with another trainer uh, briefly, but then that studio closed and I have not yet found another one. So right now, you know, I'm focused on strengthening my core. Like I said, building my running back up. I'm excited to be doing that and, you know, eventually returning to strength training, but I will not Maureen be, be, you know, going after a cartwheel. All right. All right. Well, yeah. you've got plenty of bear crawls. Maybe we'll see you maybe nailing that bear crawl. That's, that's kind <laughs> there of, we go. You know, there we go. Zipping across the floor at amazing speed. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right. Well, thank you for these fabulous and varied questions. If you have a question burning in your mind, we would love to hear it. You can leave a message by calling 470-BADASS-1. That's 470-223-2771. Please tell us your first name and where you're calling from at the beginning of the message and keep that message to a minute or less. And the number is in our show notes. Awesome. And two things to think about. Um, We're still looking for your athletic highlights from 2023. We want a voicemail. Sarah would call in, for example, about passing her PT finally <laughs> after, you know, hundreds and hundreds, after 10,000 hours of PT, she's mastered it. Yes. Malcolm Gladwell will be so proud. And so anyway, or was it, is it Malcolm Gladwell who said that? Yes. That yes. was a 10,000 mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good, good. I thought I, thought I screwed that up. Um, so we'll put a link in our show notes. Please call in. It's, it's the same thing as calling with, it's the same number actually, calling with a question. And we just want to hear what went well for you athletically in 2023, what you're proud of. It doesn't have to be a PR in a race. It doesn't have to be running Boston. It could be, again, being pain-free, um, running with your kid. It could be anything that kind of just lights you up when you think about it. It could be doing a cartwheel. I'm just going to say that. It could be doing a cartwheel. <laughs> and then the second thing, looking forward to December, is Joy to the Run, which is our free holiday program, 31 days of really fun exercises and workouts and community galore, starts obviously on December 1st. So if you haven't signed up yet, head over there. Um, like I said, it is free. It is a fundraiser for Achilles International, which if you listen to the podcast regularly, you know, we just had a guest um, helping people with disabilities move forward as fluidly as they can. So if you can donate to that cause, I know that's a great place to give us a few dollars. Otherwise, just join us and join the run. And that link will also be in our show notes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Our podcast is produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Medor from Fire on the Bluff. 